calling my first, middle, and last names from the metal drawer. What about this one? I exclaimed, shoving a small envelope with the picture of the outfit I desired into her hand. It was glorious, a three-piece suit featuring a vest with boxy shoulders and pants with decidedly less flair in the hem than what everyone was wearing, plus a matching skirt that skimmed the knee. It looked nothing like the long, lacy patchwork dress I saw girls my age wearing or the painfully corny pullover sweaters and matching pants that were in style back then, the ones that had pictures of Winnie the Pooh and all the other popular cartoon characters of the day splayed across the most putrid colors one could conjure up for children's wear. No, this pattern that I picked was a standout among standouts, a veritable star that I needed to shine brightly in both my closet and in my fourth grade class. You like that? My mom asked, taking the envelope into her own hand and holding it up to the light. She nodded her approval. It is pretty. I have some fabric at the house that's just right for this. She checked the price. Upon determining the pattern met both her budget and her approval, marched it to the register. With me skipping behind her, a big cheesy grin spread across my face as I plotted when I would show off the new outfit at school. It took my mother only about a week to pull together the three pieces with the materials she had tucked in her sewing kit. A bundle of maroon, pink, and white plaid jersey knit that she found on sale and tucked away months earlier. Every night after work, she would arrive home from her job, prepare dinner, check over my homework, and then hunch her body over the sewing machine. The whir of the needle clicking against the metal of the singer made her fingers vibrate as she gently guided the material. I'd lie on the floor, on my belly, my hands cupping my face, fascinated by the slow, easy dance she did as her foot pushed down on the pedal and she leaned into the fabric. Finally! One Monday, my outfit was ready for its school debut. My cornrows were laid, the beads in them clacking. Mommy could throw down on that sewing machine, please believe that. My ensemble fit perfectly, and I couldn't wait to show off her work. I looked good. My mother was in the kitchen, fixing me one of her signature egg sandwiches for breakfast when I rounded the corner out of my room and headed her way. She caught sight of me strutting and beaming out of the corner of her eye and then turned her full body around to greet me with her warm hug. Her eyebrows furrowed, betrayed her uneasiness with my style choice. Taraji, baby, why you got on the vest, the pants, and the skirt? Ignoring the concerned look on her face, I twirled around with my arms swinging behind me, proud. Isn't it perfect? I asked, giggling. My mother gave herself a verbal pat on the back. I did sew it up nice, she said. But I didn't mean for you to wear it all at the same time, baby. She didn't stop me from going to school like that, though. I wanted to wear every piece at the same damn time, and my mother, ever the encourager, took me by the hand and walked me into my fourth grade class, kissed me goodbye, and let me swag exactly like I wanted, sending a clear, powerful message that if I liked it, she loved it. I think she dug that her little girl had her own sense of style. 
that the way I assembled my outfits and fashioned my hair was the easiest and purest expression of my own voice. Being your own self, having a voice, was critical in the hood. I came of age at the dawn of the crack epidemic, when a cocktail of societal ills, high crime rates, poverty, drug and alcohol addiction, chronic joblessness, pick your poison, left countless Washington, D.C. folks in peril, living on the margins in some of the most vulnerable and dangerous neighborhoods in America. Fighting your way through the pain of that, gasping for air when you're buried to the top of your head and lack with no sign of surplus, can leave you feeling some kind of way, sometimes helpless, a lot of times hopeless. Like no one gives a good hot damn whether you suffocate to death or breathe again. Still, even and especially when you feel helpless, it's your ability.